Welcome back to 90s Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. And I'm Hannah. So we've actually done a lot of really exciting stuff since our last episode that we recorded. We met with a producer to help us kind of figure out how to do a successful launch for this. Shout out to Erin Tafani. She was a branding client of mine and I knew that she was a podcast producer. So we brought her on board to help us get kicked off. So we're super excited to work with her. We had a strategy call with her this afternoon, and um, things are moving right along. By the time that you guys are hearing this, we'll have already squared away all of this, but that's just kind of what we're up to in pre-show world. Yeah. I start teaching tomorrow in the classroom, so that's like, I'm really excited for that, I suppose. I'm a little nervous just to be like back in a public space again, regularly, Especially a school, no less. Yeah. Luckily, I like don't have to be around other people, but I can be if I want to be. And I don't want to be, so <laughs> I, was I don't have say, to say, you be. don't want to, right? Right. No, I don't. Absolutely not. <laughs> yep. So anyways, we have a busy week ahead of us just getting things done, mm-hmm. but it will all be worth it because by the time you are hearing this, it will be done and episodes will be out and episodes will be regular so Mm -hmm. we're super 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 excited about that i've had a lot of people asking me when we're planning on launching and i like that i can kind of give them an answer to that question now yeah we're super excited for this to be up and out for everyone to listen to we also kind of took it upon ourselves to make sure that this week was going to go a little bit more smoothly so we both have notes that we'll be referring to and we're going to do this for all of our episodes going forward just to make sure that we stay on track and are not missing any points that we think would be really good to talk about. Yes. But as always, we do want to hear your stories too. So if you are listening to this and hit a point that resonates with you or you have a great story about something that we're talking about or something that you loved from the 90s or even early 2000s just growing up, let us know. And you can email us at hello at 90sgirlpodcast.com. And you can also send us an Instagram DM or like leave a comment on a post or something. There's a couple of different ways for you guys to reach us. Email is probably the easiest and the way that you'll most likely get a response. But we also, we, we just want to see what you guys have to say. Yep. So this week, we're really excited about our topic. We are talking about something that was really important to us growing up. And like one of the first things that we really bonded with. I think it's really super nostalgic too because we spent a lot of time doing this as children, but it's not really the same way anymore. Like the format has changed a lot, so you don't see this as much. This week we're going to be talking about computer games. Woo! Like Very old exciting. school, PC, use a mouse and a keyboard maybe even a CD-ROM to plug in. Oh no, absolutely Old a school computer games. I spent so much of my time as a child playing computer games. It was like all I did. I even remember the very first computer game that I ever played and it was on like our old, old Windows. I want to say Windows 98, but it was before that because it was before we moved to Atlanta. Are you serious? Yeah. That old? That old. It was a Mickey Mouse game where he basically just walked up and down the street and I don't remember what else happened, but... That's crazy. Yep. I feel like there are a a couple of games from our childhood that I remember pretty vividly, but I don't remember what they're called. Mm -hmm. I can't find them when I Google search it. 
it's almost like it was like a fever dream from yeah. my childhood and didn't actually happen. I can't see without my glasses. Yes, the jukebox game. <laughs> I don't know which one that was. I never figured it out. Me either. Do you, well, do you want to start then since my games are older than you? Yep. yep they're, old, they're before I was born. <laughs> okay, so I had a theme when I was a child and it was that I wanted to be a detective so dang bad So the majority of the games that I played were all about being a detective. I think the first one, and I remember these in different orders, like this was a less prominent game for me, but the very first game, it came out in 1998, and it was a Barbie game. It was called Detective Barbie, The Mystery of the Carnival Caper. And this game was, oh, I I watched a playthrough while I was looking up um, information about this just to jog my memory. And the graphics are so bad. Everything's 2D and flat and you just kind of click things and jump to new scenes. There's not a lot of animation. There is one part of this game that I remember so vividly and it was the part that you were listening to when I walked in the door. Yep. (laughs) So basically the premise of this game is Barbie and Ken are... I don't know if Ken's her boyfriend or whatever, but Ken is the chairman of this charity carnival that they host every year. And basically the night before the carnival opens, maybe a couple days before the carnival opens, they do a practice magic show with the magician. And this magic trick is where Ken goes into the box and the magician does a little woo-woo-woo and they open it and Ken's gone. And everyone is like, wow, the trick went so well, this is great. So they close it again and they do another thing to make Ken reappear, but he doesn't reappear. He's gone. Oh, and no. the plot thickens when they realize that Ken had all of the charity money on him <gasps> at that time. First of all, why did he go into this magic trick? Why did he have the charity money in with him? Because you find out later, like, someone, like, the caper, the carnival caper drops it. And it's like a whole lockbox. And I'm like, did he bring this lockbox with him into the, into the magic show? It's one of those things where, like, I can see it. Like, he's, like, holding it in his arms. Obviously, that it just, like, was in his backpack or whatever, you know. Right, but why did he have his backpack in the... I don't know. It just seems... Also, put it in the bank. And why are you trusting a man to carry it? That's what I want. <laughs> well, he was the chairman. Oh, right. The chairman. Of course. It was misogynistic, even when it was Barbie. Ugh. But anyway, so basically you go through this carnival and you have to talk to all these people. You talk to this guy, Jake. You talk to this guy who, I think he's like a props guy, but he looks kind of like a farmer. Like I'm remembering him as a farmer. And then you talk to a guy who maybe was a clown. And then you examine the theater and you go through all these carnival games. I feel like there was a part in the game where you like went backstage somewhere. Yes. And you talk to someone in a trailer. Maybe not. I remember the backstage. Was it set up like a like a lawn? Like a yard? Yes. There was like a fence mm-hmm. and some string lights maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't see that part in the walkthrough, but I do remember what you're talking about. It's like out back behind the, the thing. I do remember though that you find a crowbar... I feel like there's always a crowbar in these games. I don't think I've ever seen a crowbar in real life. A crowbar is an essential tool for solving mysteries if you're six years old and playing computer games. Absolutely. For the record, this came out in 98. I think I already said that, but I was six years old in 1998. I was two. So earlier when we said I wasn't born yet, I was two when this one came out. One of the things that is the most creepy about this game is that there's parts of it where you see the caper 
And is that a proper term for a... I don't... I think of capers as the things that you put on bagels. So do I. <laughs> you see the the criminal, the the suspect, and you see it's just... They, they refer to him as a shadowy figure. <laughs> <laughs> Like in the subtitles or whatever. <laughs> a shadowy figure emerges. Yeah, she says, look, there's a shadowy figure. I wonder if it's our caper Oh, something. she actually says it? Oh, yeah, she narrates everything. Everything. So, my favorite part of this whole game is this big old... I thought it was a water slide. It's apparently not a water slide. And Wait, it's not? Okay, here's the thing. But it's a slide though, right? Yes, it's a slide. It's a big slide and you have to follow him down. So you drag your mouse to the left or right to go to... Because the, the slide breaks off into like twists and turns. So you have to follow him and make sure when it splits, you follow the direction that he went. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a water slide. Like the, the slide is blue and the you kind of go up and down like you're in waves. Mm-hmm. But they're fully clothed. <laughs> and they're not wet when they come out. Okay, so it's <laughs> so it's just a giant slide. Yes, but you have to take an elevator to get to the top, and that seems <laughs> really unsafe. There's two there's two elevators in the shaft at the same time because you see the caper who dead ass looks like a like a midnight cowboy is the best <laughs> way I can think of to describe. It. <laughs> A midnight cowboy. He's like, it's just, it is a shadowy figure, but he's got, he's kind of bow-legged, and his legs are really far apart, and he wears a hat and a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta regroup. So it's very spooky that you can, like, see him at all. But when he goes to take the elevator up, you see him go up, and then you see Barbie go up right after him underneath <laughs> where he's also going, which you can't do that. Yeah. Like Barbie, Barbie said, no logistics. <laughs> so I don't remember. So the first time you go down, and you have to do all these things multiple times. You have to just keep walking around and wait for clues to appear. So the first time you go down the slide, he gets away, but he drops the box of all the money. <laughs> and, like, that's all we need, right? Like, I mean, do we have to know who it was, really. We got the money back. <laughs> also, so where's Ken? Uh, we don't know yet. Well, we haven't gotten Ken back. No, we haven't found Ken. We just find the money. Which oh. is the important part, honestly. Ken's got abs, but cash is more important than abs. Yeah, we can do without men as long as we have <laughs> money. So, basically, then you have to do everything again. And then there's this part where there's... What are those things called? Jet- Motorcycle? No. Oh, Jet skis? Jet skis, yes. Wait a second. So you're on jet skis, but this was not a water slide, but there's still water? Are we on a lake? Are you doing jet skis on a lake? No, it's jet skis inside a carnival attraction. What? Yeah, I don't know. The The, the sizing doesn't really work. Because you go in a little tent, and it's this huge round thing with jet skis, and there's all these swans. And the swans are all ramps. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Oh, you jump off of the swans? Yeah, so you you go up on the swan and it shoots you in the air, kind of like Mario Kart. Okay. (laughs) But the catch is that the caper is on a jet ski slightly in front of you, and he is also going over swans, so you have to catch up with him. How are you supposed to catch up with him if you're both going over the same swans? Well, he's not going over all of them. Sometimes he misses them, so you have to go over more to get him faster. Got it. It's ridiculous. And finally, you catch him, 
And the ending of this game is the most anticlimactic thing that I have ever seen in my whole life because basically you catch him and she goes, hey, buddy, you're not going anywhere and puts her hand on his back. And then the next scene is like one of the guys getting arrested. Oh, so you don't even really find out who he is or his backstory or anything Well, you like know that. who he is because he was one of the people in the carnival that mm. you talked to. Okay. Oh, plot twist. Right. We're going to keep the spoilers out of it just in case any of you guys want to go play. <laughs> I kind of do now. But you don't really find out where Ken was. Does he come back? I guess so. I turned off the playthrough after the guy got arrested, so... Maybe there's more to the story. Maybe there's more than I'm remembering. But I have I couldn't tell you what happened to Ken. Honestly, it doesn't matter. No. But then the, the carnival opens and everything's great, so... That well, was it. All right. So I, I do remember bits and pieces of that game. I remember, I feel like we would play it before dinner. I think you're probably right. I played this game all the time. Yeah, I, you would replay it all the time? I don't know if I replayed it or if it just took me a really long time <laughs> to get through it because I was six. But for reference, the playthrough on YouTube was an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so it only took an hour to actually be successful. That kind of brings me to my next game, another detective game, and a far better detective game. It is the the superior detective game. The ultimate detective game. And that, my friends, is Nancy Drew. And we, just for reference, guys, we still play Nancy Drew games like we were playing them over Thanksgiving last year. Oh, yes. So there were two games that I had when I was a kid, and there are three games that I have finished and completed in the last year <laughs> as a 27-year-old adult. And not going to lie, they're still kind of hard. Yes. So basically, in these Nancy Drew games, it's like they each have a different title, each have a different theme. My first one I had was called Stay Tuned for Danger. And basically, Nancy Drew is helping a soap opera star who keeps getting these threatening letters, basically death threats. And they got a box of poison chocolate. They had a teleprompter that was hacked on the soap opera that said some threatening message. They were getting ransom notes. And it's a little intense. There's a point in this game where you have to disarm a whole ass bomb. Actually, I'm pretty sure one of our neighbors got it for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Across the street. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. And I remember her being really mad that I couldn't finish it. But this shit was so hard. There how are you supposed to know how to disarm a bomb at 10 years old? I just want to know. Good question. I still have to use hints. I'm 23, almost 24, and I still have to use hints. Yep, so basically there's there's two levels that you can play. There's Amateur Sleuth and Master Sleuth, and Amateur basically gives you hints and the puzzles are easier. Master is like, mm, this is a free-for-all, good luck. <laughs> I don't know how anyone could play on Master Sleuth at the age that they were supposed to be playing this game, which is like probably 8 to... 13 at most even now amateur sleuth is hard and yeah. i still use the hints yep so i don't know what they were expecting of you know a 7 to 10 year old child honestly so the next one that i had the other so i had two of them first was stay tuned for danger the second was called treasure in the royal tower and basically nancy gets skied in so first of all how does she oh she gets skied in Snowed in, sorry. <laughs> I wrote skied in on my notes. 
even when I wrote that, I was like, that's a word I've never seen. It looks weird. Well, skied is a word, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> but the word skied does look weird. It does look weird because it's two eyes, right? Two eyes and then an E. There's a lot of vowels in a row. Is it two eyes? I think so. Skied? Skied? If it didn't have two eyes, it'd be skied. I know, but S-K-I is ski. That's how you spell ski, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyways. So, first of all, Nancy keeps getting herself in very dangerous situations. And I don't know if she's just a dangerous human being or how she's so well-traveled or how she has friends all over the freaking place. Well, it's like her job. She's She gets calls for these detective cases. Yeah, but they're always like, oh, my friend so-and-so is in trouble. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't discuss compensation. Right. Does she, she make any money off of this? Who knows? She better, but she doesn't get... You know, you don't learn how to create invoices in these games. <laughs> Which would actually probably be a really helpful thing to teach children how to do. Honestly, stop teaching kids to do favors for friends and start teaching them how to make a dollar. Amen to that. <laughs> and you can vouch for that because you run your own business. Absolutely. So she gets snowed in in this beautiful lodge. It's huge. And she's, she's the, the only person there. You took the words right out. I was about to ask if she's the only one there. Besides maybe the guy who runs it and then the guy who does the um, ski rentals. Obviously, and that's it. it. Obviously a booming business. <sighs> so, and this place is beautiful. Like, I would kill to get snowed in at a place like this. So, basically... I don't even really remember much about the premise of this game because it wasn't as intense as the ones that I played as an adult. But basically, apparently Marie Antoinette left behind some kind of treasure in this lodge and she's going to find it. Okay. But someone else is also trying to find it and trying to keep her from finding it. So she's not alone. Well, it's someone who like works at the hotel, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's intense and... A little spooky because you like go in a dungeon and I never actually played this one all the way through I only watched walkthroughs of it later in life and there's no way I would have beaten this game it was impossibly hard so I remember two things from these games and I don't know if I'm thinking about the right one or not but in the one about what was the first one called stay tuned for danger okay I remember one snippet from that one where there was the person standing in the doorway was that that one that might have been the Barbie one no, I think it was on the movie set. On the set of the TV show, you would like turn and there would be someone standing in the doorway and then you would turn back around and they'd be gone. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to research that after we're done here because I feel <laughs> like that's, that was that one, but and maybe not. And that's creepy. Oh yeah, it scared you. And then, So it's no wonder I never finished these games. And then the other thing that I remember was the lobby from the ski lodge and there was like a book or something that you could read in there like a guest book or something yes there were a lot of just like random pieces of things like all these games had a lot of books where you were looking for clues that would help you solve a puzzle somewhere else the ones that we were doing recently i had to take pictures of the pages like on your phone yeah on my phone yeah so did i so i could refer back to them because well i mean i wasn't gonna sit there with a notebook i actually did use a notebook for several of these games (laughs) I mean, you have to. If you can't, like, how are you supposed to memorize all that stuff? She, I did realize it, like, at one point I looked back, and she does make those notes in her journal. But not really. Not the... Not the important ones. Not the ones that are, like, facts. Like, remember this shape. Yeah. Right. So, I revisited this game when I was an adult, 
and there's some website what's it called steam steam yep where you can download like old computer games and i played first was the deadly device and she's like in a science lab and she has to solve all these puzzles oh snap yeah Mm -hmm. the end of that one was wild i feel like the end of them is always really climactic right these games were the goat for sure this one had to do with like a whole murder so it wasn't like soft this isn't baby stuff anymore and then the next one was the ghost of thornton hall where there's ghosts walking around this one creeped me out was that this one, one was this one we were playing at thanksgiving yeah yep and then the last one was tomb of the lost queen and this one was weird because i think it was older and i put amateur sleuth but they still didn't give me any hints i had the same problem with that one that one was really hard yeah i had to i had to watch a like a playthrough because the puzzles were hard yeah yes i agree and I kept going around for ages and there was nothing new to click, no one new to talk to, and I could never figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I feel like I always reach that point in all of them, though. At some point, like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore. Yep. And that's when I hit up YouTube. Yep. But that wasn't, I mean, those weren't really a thing. I mean, th- some of these games came with strategy guides. Like, if you bought the, like if you bought the CD. Yeah. Which I think you had to. They didn't really have digital downloads then. That's true. But you had to buy the strategy guide separate. <laughs> They're really trying to profit They're on like, this. They're like, it's $29.99. So I was looking up these games, and they have several new ones. <gasps> Shut up. Since since we stopped playing? Since we stopped playing. Well, well, I don't know. So they're new ones that aren't on Steam. Where do you get them? Uh, just I don't know. I guess just the website. That's where I found it. Well, but, I know what I'm doing for whenever I'm not editing and don't have homework. I know what I'm doing. Right. And get this, my favorite one that I saw is Mystery in Salem. Oh my, I need that right now. I'm so I'm a, I'm going to buy it as soon as we get off this. I want to go to Salem so bad. Salem is dope. Funny story about Salem that's not related to video games at all. Anthony and I went to Boston in 2018 right after Thanksgiving. Anthony's her husband. I don't think we've introduced him at all. I don't think so. Anthony is Hannah's husband. My husband Anthony. We went, to Mass- uh, we went to Boston, and we took a train to Salem, and we were going to do a witch tour. Mm. And we got, by we, I mean I, got the time wrong. Oh, yeah. And so we missed it. So we had <laughs> gone all the way to Salem to do this tour and didn't get to do the tour. And it was the last tour, so everything was closed by then. Oh, that's so sad. So we barely, we literally went into a, like a pub, got a drink, drank it, went to go meet, the tour had already left. We walked around for a little bit, couldn't find them, and then got right back on the train and went home. It was so dumb. I felt so bad because it was totally my fault, too. But the town is really cute. I was going to ask, was it nice there? Yes. It was, like, the perfect fall day. So we listened to another podcast called Two Girls, One Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have never heard of that podcast, it's amazing. You should listen to it. Um, but they go for Halloween or have gone for Halloween for the past couple of years. I'm still listening. Like, what I'm listening to is still in, like, 2018 because I have a lot of episodes. Um, so I don't know about, like, since then. Well, Obviously, Sabrina's supposed to get married on Halloween this year. I wonder if she'll, she's going to still do that. I don't know. But anyway, Big next bummer. year. So next year, hopefully with, like, hopefully COVID's over by that point. but Or at least taken care of or controlled, I mean. Um, and next year, Halloween falls on a Sunday. 
And I heard that Halloween weekend in Salem is ridiculous. So I want to go so bad. Yeah. I think I'm like putting that in our plans. Like you have to go. You don't really have a choice. It sounds so much fun. Especially because like Massachusetts as a whole in the fall is like just amazing. Ugh, I love New England. I love New England so much. I said last week, bury me in Rhode Island. That's where I want to die. Fair enough. I'm not rich enough yet, but maybe one day. Yeah. All right, sis. I feel like that's enough of Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew is the the best game. I still play these as an adult. I think they're super fun. They make you think. Yeah, um, that's what I like about them. It's like a a logic puzzle, but mm-hmm. like in game, like video game form. Right. I'm a big fan, and I think that everyone should play them. And you can get them on Steam for real cheap. I've spent some money on some other ones, but mostly sometimes they're on sale. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much the Salem one's going to be, but it looks like the, even the graphics look better. Oh, I And they have, like, wait. a cute coffee shop. Oh, and it shut looks, up. And it really looks like Salem. Like, the square. Like, I looked at the screenshots, and it's, like, what it looks like. So, yeah. I think it'll be dope. We're starting that tonight. Yep. Okay, cool. I just want to talk about The Sims today because I feel like I have a lot to say <laughs> about that game because I have been playing The Sims since I was probably like seven or eight years old yep so one of my first memories of playing the sims was back when we like weren't going to church on christmas eve and we would play the sims and watch the santa tracker yes i don't know if we only did that one year or what but that's my first memory of playing the sims and like people from the neighborhood would come over yep because it was daddy's birthday it was like a birthday party for him right yep yeah um damn those were good times first yeah so fun i played the sims for the first time with our across the street neighbor because he had it the very first one okay and we would play it at his house sometimes and i remember he'd always make them woohoo they couldn't do that mm-hmm. not not with the first sim you would just kiss a bunch of times and then a baby would appear um and maybe maybe if you had that like red heart bed you could yes woo-hoo. yes yes you we always got the red heart bed but you didn't that wouldn't make a baby though would it it was just like they were just gonna go woohoo yes but you still, yeah, the way to procreate in that game was to kiss a bunch of times and then a baby would appear in your living oh room. Oh my god. <laughs> and no one aged. That's the other strange thing. It was like you were just eternally an adult unless you caught on fire and died. Or you trapped him in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that actually a lot. That's kind of fucked up. I know. Murderous. It gave me too much power. I would lock Sims in rooms. <laughs> You know, like, like I would put them in and then take the door away in build yeah. mode. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, they'd pee on the floor. I remember. Do you remember my like big childhood crush from like middle school? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> when he he like got a girlfriend or something at some point, and I was so mad at him, so I made him in The Sims and I locked him in a room and I made him die. Oh my god! It was therapeutic. I'm not gonna lie. It helped me get over him. Oh, that's like some shit I never would think to do. He followed our podcast account. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm 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 really sorry. <laughs> it really helped me get over it though. <laughs> Damn, nothing like virtually killing your crush to get over him. It really helped. Oh my god, have you talked to our therapist about this? No. You should. I maybe should. I would love to hear about that. <laughs> that's awesome continue <laughs> anyway i used to love playing this game with my friends i feel like i had a lot of friends that had it like our neighbor up the street wait when you say play with your friends do you literally mean one person 
sits and controls and the other people sit behind them and watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How else are you supposed to play these games? That's exactly what I mean. Yep. Um, we had a neighbor in the neighborhood. Okay, obviously. obviously. <laughs> we had a neighbor that had... I'm leaving that in. <laughs> we had a neighbor that had it. And so I would play with her. And then I had a friend from church. And I would go over to her house. And she had The Sims 2. Ooh. And I I feel like her house was the first place that I played The Sims 2. Mm-hmm. That came out in 2004. The first Sims came out in 2000. And I was only four years old four. at that point. So I had... I think I was late to all of these games. But I was eight. So I was definitely playing it at that point. Wait. You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were playing it from... But because we just, I, it just wasn't in our house. Right. It was across the street. Right. Yep. And I didn't go over... Th- I played... Like, Jumpstart games over at their house. Mm-hmm. Down in the basement? Mm-mm. The computer was in the living room. Oh, weird. But, so it wasn't in our house yet, though. Yeah, I don't know at what point we got a copy of it, but we did at some point. So The Sims 2 came out in 2004. I was eight years old, and that sounds, like, about right. Yeah. And that game was life-changing for me. <laughs> I had every single expansion pack for that game. Oh, my God. Every single one of them. I looked it up. There's one, two, three. Oh, there's eight of them. There's eight expansion packs. They were putting out like two a year or whatever. And I don't know if I like started getting them way later or whatever, but I at one point just had all of them. I don't know how it happened. I just, I blinked my eyes and they were all in my house. <laughs> did you have to like buy them yourself or did you use like... I probably used like some allowance money. Yeah. Uh, or like I would ask our parents to get it and I like would pay them back in chores or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if I ever did. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Still to this day, <laughs> mom will pay you back. I've got a running tab. Yep. <laughs> With all of my family members, every single one of them, I have a running tab. I'm so sorry, guys. Once I graduate college and get a job, I will pay you back. She's going to ball out on all of us. We're going to Europe, man. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So yeah, I had all the expansion packs. My game was popping. And the, at that point, like... I started having not enough space on the computer <laughs> to do anything because the whole thing was just taken up by Sims. Like our family computer? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The one in the living room. Yep. And I would play, I would come home from school, I would do my homework. Sometimes I would bring my homework and I would sit and do my homework while I was playing The Sims. I don't know how I multitasked <laughs> like that because I cannot do that yeah. anymore. Um, and I sometimes I would listen to music. I was just, like it was just second nature for me. Mm-hmm. I was just always playing The Sims. Wow. Also, I didn't know how to put any custom content in my game. Oh, at this point, I started watching YouTube videos. People would make YouTube music videos for songs using The Sims 2. (laughs) And I remember I used to watch, like, Paramore. I remember vividly a Misery Business YouTube video. And did it look like the... Mm -hmm. They were remaking the music video as Sims videos. What? I gotta see that. And people also were doing, like, episodes. Like, they would have, like, series of okay. their Sims doing stuff. I watched a handful of those, mm-hmm. but that, I think that was later Sims. I mean, yeah, people do that still, like, today. Yeah. But they, it was weirder because they would, like, give their Sims dialogue. Like, they would be talking to each, you know, they would type in, like, captions or whatever. Or I just hiccup, sorry. You could do that? No, like, they would add them into the YouTube video. Like, they would add in captions. Oh, that seems dumb. It was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But now it's a little more different because, like, they'll play, like, a challenge. or I still watch those to this day. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. The 100 Baby Challenge, man. That is... I've been watching the Legacy Challenge as of lately. 
Uh-huh. Or rags to riches because I play like rags to riches, which is where like you put your Sims in there and give them no money and they have to like build a house and all that stuff. I just move my Sims into like the crappiest house and I try to make them as much money as I can to move them out. Yeah. But I do, I don't ever use any money cheats. Yeah, same. But yeah, so I remember, I think, so the first expansion pack that I got was Nightlife for The Sims 2 because it came in the deluxe. Okay. The yeah. deluxe version. And that was, like, where you could go out to the nightclubs and stuff. (laughs) And then for that one, there was also, like, open for business where you could own a business. I don't think I ever really did that. I think I maybe, like, tried to have a grocery store one time and, like, it didn't really work. You were, like, having a grocery store out of your house. That seems like a challenge. It was weird, honestly. Like, I don't know how you were supposed to be, like, successful with that pack. Sounds like someone is literally walking around upstairs in my house. I agree. I don't know who it is because no one's home. <laughs> is it a ghost? It might be next door and it's just sounding through the floor. Maybe. I don't think we have a ghost here. It's a new build. So unless it was like a ghost already in the material. It could have been built on something though. Yeah. Show yourself. Preferably during the daytime. Right now. When someone's here with me. Do something. I, don't, I think you're good. <laughs> if there's a ghost here, turn the light on. I want to do a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a 90s game. <laughs> I agree. We can keep that in. Back to The Sims, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it was nightlife and they could go out. Oh, yeah. So the thing about expansion packs from like earlier Sims was that they added so much to your game. I remember Bon Voyage, you could go on vacations. Ooh. Yeah, you could go to... A, there was a campground or the beach. Do they have expansions like that in the current version? Okay, I was getting to that because... Okay. like. Yes, but also no. Okay. So yeah, and a lot of people that play The Sims now actually agree with that statement. Like, the old expansion packs brought so much to your game, um, but the base game was also pretty good. Like, I think I would have been okay having just the base game. Maybe it's your cats. Maybe. Is The Sims 2 your favorite? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Only because it, I think it's because it was so nostalgic for me. Yeah. Like, that's, I lived and breathed playing The Sims 2. And I had every expansion pack. I had four of the stuff packs. I had the H&M fashion, which, <laughs> skinny jeans. It brought a lot. That That's the one thing that I actually don't like about The Sims 2 is that it was really limited with, like, the creative aspect was super limited. Yeah. And the world for that opened up as you got later on in the game. Right. They would give you full outfits and you couldn't change the shoes. <laughs> and they would give you pants and you couldn't change the shoes. Like, the shoes just came with the pants. So if you didn't like the shoes, don't pick the outfit. Mm. Obviously, you could change that like later on. So gameplay was just really enhanced by the stuff that you got in the game. The only thing that like kind of sucked was the traveling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that way in The Sims 4 now, where you go to the map and you click on a place and it just like transports you there. Yeah, like there's a loading screen or whatever that yeah you know takes you to that place. Sims 3 was open world. So you could just drive and walk yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And that, honestly, I loved that. I did too, and I liked having the car. Yes. Yeah. And they gave you a car. You could have a car in The Sims too, and you could teach your teen, like teens how to drive it. Oh. And you could, your teen could drive themselves to school. They could drop their little siblings off at school. There were other, like, just little tiny aspects of The Sims too that were so good. Like, if their parent came home from work, the like, a child would run out and give their parent a hug. Aww. Or they would check their 
a report card in the driveway when they got off the bus and they would get excited about it and run and show their parent <laughs> or they would like throw it away if it was bad or... yeah oh your teen could run away if you <laughs> if you i guess if you like made them mad enough they would run away they could sneak out with their boyfriends like their boyfriends would come with a limo oh my god there were also i don't of... remember any of this oh yeah but I think the reason that I remember it so vividly is because there was a version of The Sims that you could buy for your, like, in the app store for your computer. Mm-hmm. And I bought it, like, early in college. So I played The Sims too. Like, oh, I played it okay. recently. Okay, okay. Um, also, I'm looking at these dates here, and those were, like, the years that I was, like, in early high school, and I was way more, like, occupied with other things and not playing computer games. Yeah, and this is all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I am now, but when I was... 14 I was like boys well yeah so the sims 3 came out when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and I only had a few expansion packs for that game well it came out in 2009 but I didn't start playing it until I was in high school okay yeah it says right here I was 12 almost 13 and Hannah's like you were in high school (laughs) no I was late to the game with that one I only had four expansion packs for that game I had generations seasons university (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason that's so funny and I will tell you in a second and late night I got my wisdom teeth out when I was 16 years old and all I wanted when I I wanted it because I knew that I was going to want to play it while I was recovering yeah and I had mentioned it to our mom before I got the surgery and she told me she would get it for me and after I came out of surgery while I was on the pain medicine I was like mom you told me you would get me tip three university I have a video I'm like saying it the way I did in the video yeah mouthful of gauze and stuff I was fixated on that I think it almost made me cry because oh, she yeah. was like she told you to stop singing and you started crying yeah that was kind of rude why did she tell me that because <laughs> she didn't want you to talk so much you're gonna mess with your like blood clotting or whatever yeah it was gonna prevent me from not bleeding anymore yeah either way I wanted that game and she told me she was gonna get it for me I think she really did tell me that and I was angry when I came out of surgery that she hadn't already gotten it for me did she get it yeah I ended up getting it. Nice. I'm sure I I might have paid for it. Maybe not. Who cares? I probably didn't. I feel like you deserved it at that point. Oh, I agree. If I was told I was getting it, you should have given it to me. But well, I, also, like, here's your surgery. Right. And I wanted it because I wanted something that was going to keep me occupied while I was recovering because I was going to be in pain and sad. Right. I don't feel like that's asking for too much. No. I agree. But so I was in high school when this one came out and I didn't, I wasn't as into it. Also, the game was super laggy and crashed all the time. Mm-hmm. So it didn't work that well anyway. And there was no point in me buying extra game packs if it was just going to make the game run worse. Yeah. Like they had one that was like Island Living or something like that. And that game ran horribly. Yeah. Like that addition to the game made it run terribly. Bummer. Yeah, I know. It also took them five years to release from when the previous one came out. Like, I'm thinking five years you probably could have developed something that worked. Okay, it has continually gotten worse. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I'm playing The Sims 4 on a laptop and not, like, on an actual, like, a PC gaming computer or whatever. But, like, I do know that a lot of other people have the same problems I have. It crashes a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of bugs and stuff like that that keep the game from running smoothly, which ruins the gameplay. I wonder if it has to do with the RAM on your computer. I don't know. I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It must, because I feel like PCs were built better. Not better, but, like, differently back then. But now they charge you an arm and a leg to add RAM to your computer. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't work that well. 
anymore. And the other thing about Sims 4 is that you can buy a lot of expansion packs, but like they it's they're always subpar. Yeah. Like something doesn't work or like they're the same cost, but they don't add as much to your game. I think that the most important ones I'm like going to go into a whole game review. Yeah. If you're going to buy expansion packs for The Sims, the most important ones are going to be seasons because that adds so much to your game. Like now you can have holidays and traditions and Aww. stuff like that. Oh, and like maybe city living. I love city living. Yeah. I had the most beautiful apartment with like a like a bay window. Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah, it's yeah, called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, mine had a bay window and the light came in so nicely this in is the a morning. Video game apartment. I I swear to you, I would have up and moved to live in this apartment. It was perfect. And now I'm like really sad and I want to play it. There's a couple of others that I don't have that I think I would really enjoy having in my game, but I can't justify spending the money on them and taking up the space on my computer if I don't like if I don't think they're going to run well. Prioritize Nancy Drew. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I would rather play Nancy Drew than add more Sims games to my computer for yeah. sure. When's the last time you played The Sims? probably like a week okay <laughs> i still play it a lot i actually i found out how to add custom content to my game i don't know what that is it's like like people create their own content like their own outfits their own hairstyles oh. so you can download oh and like i added a mod into my game which like changes the gameplay a little bit it just adds a layer to your gameplay i can explain more about that another time <laughs> i don't need to nerd out right oh now about God. the sims gameplay <laughs> But the reason I still play it now is, like, I'll go and look on, like, custom content sites and be like, oh, that outfit's cute. Let me download it and put it on my sim. Can you get, like, celebrities? Well, you could already download those from the gallery. That's the thing that's cool about The Sims 4 is that it's really online-oriented. Yeah. Like, there's a whole online community for it that you can access, like, through the game where you can download other people's builds and other people's sims. What? That's so dope. Yeah. I haven't done that. You can save your own sims to your own gallery so like if you're creating a new game and want to add a family that you made in another save file you can add them into your new game so like you don't have to keep recreating sims like you can just you can just cut and paste or whatever even but it's like starting the game over like it's not yeah yeah okay so it's i mean there are cool things about the sims 4 like it's cool it's just that there are also things about it that like don't really work that well yeah well it's kind of a bummer that you can't do vacations Okay, so you can. For The Sims 4, they have... Um, oh, I, these are the only the ones that I own. Oh my god, you own all of those? Well, you bought... I bought City Living, Strangerville, and Get Famous. Okay, so I wanted University because it's cool. Mm-hmm. The only thing about it is that like you have to go to class. And if you live like in campus, they walk from their house to the building and you can be like hella late. <laughs> really evan annoying actually (laughs) um but you can't so you can kind of go on vacations like they have maybe this one's called island living the other one from sims 3 is called island paradise or something like that so like you can have like the beach or whatever but you don't go visit the beach like you don't go on a trip to the beach like in the sims 2 you planned a trip wow like you would rent like you could go stay in a hotel or go like stay in a little beach hut or whatever like you would plan a vacation could it would you be stay like in a, a tent yeah when you were camping you what? could stay that's in a tent. so cool you couldn't see the inside of the tent they would just go in and sleep oh it wasn't that it wasn't that cool <laughs> it could have been so cool <laughs> <laughs> they have one for the sims 4 called outdoor retreat but i don't know what that one's like 
Weird. I see. I never really did the expansion packs. Like I did some. Like City Living is the first one I got for The Sims Four when I got that. Did I get Sims Four before you? Oh yeah, I used yours. Right. Okay. I didn't start playing it until you had it. Right. Why did I get it? I don't know. You just probably wanted to try it out. Yeah. Whatever. I was on The Sims Three bandwagon for a really long time. Like I played that game well into college. Interesting. But I didn't buy that much for it. I played it well into college but I didn't play it frequently right I would play it like here and there and I missed the open world aspect of it but the sims in that game were so butt ugly (laughs) you could never make your sim attractive they always looked like a potato their eyes are like sunken in and really far apart like yeah and the hair oh (laughs) the quality of the graphics in that game were so bad my sims 4 girl was pretty cute the one who lived in that cute apartment I'm not gonna lie the sims that I made in sims 4 are banging she also had a baby, but she didn't have another bedroom to put her baby in, so it just had, like, a bassinet in the living room. <laughs> okay, so what are some of, like, the weirdest things that you've done with your sins, besides, like, killing your crush? <laughs> I think, honestly, just, like, murdering them is the weirdest thing that I've done. Yeah. Because I try to find, like, new ways to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watch videos on YouTube, and it's, like, 28 Shit. ways to kill your sin. If I die from a weird way... Y'all know that it was this bitch right like here. Like, in The Sims 4, there's a type of sushi that you can eat, and there's, like, odds are it'll kill you. Oh, yeah, like that fancy the blowfish. The pufferfish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. So weird. Let me think about anything else that's one weird. Thing, one thing that I did love about the later versions of The Sims is that they started using normal pop music. Yes! Uh, and changing it to, like, sim... Simil... What is it? Simlish. Simlish. So they started doing that in The Sims 2. They uh-huh. had All Time Low. Yes. I don't remember which song it was, though. Uh, if you look it up, Paper you can... Moon. Me and you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they had an All Time Low song in there. They had Five Seconds of Summer in, in Sims 4. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what song? Youngblood? It's, no, it's the... Uh, I think it's She's Kinda Hot, though. No. I, like, have a... I, I feel like it is. Maybe Youngblood is in there, too. Remember the word you told me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What song is that? Youngblood. Youngblood. But I feel like they had... Maybe not. Maybe I'm making that up. I'll have to look it up. Anyways, hearing that was a freaking treat. Because you're playing this computer game, you don't expect to hear your favorite fucking band in a computer game, but there it is. Yeah. And that was when, like, we were both hella up All Time Low's ass. Oh, yeah. And now we're up Five Sauce's ass. And I was just playing casually one day, and there it is playing in the background. You sent me a Snapchat. You were like, listen to this. I feel like I always take videos of it when it's on. I'm yeah. like, bitch, here it is. Yep. Yeah. EA Games honestly stands pop punk. Forever. And, and we As support they should. that. Mm-hmm. We support that. We stand pop punk. Absolutely. If you don't stand pop punk, what are you doing? So I remember we used to have like Zoo Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon. I feel like those games really brought in the build aspect of things. Yes. And Sims really brought in the living aspect in addition to you were still able to build. Right. Yeah, definitely. So it kind of tied over that love of building from those games that we like were already playing at that point and added in a whole other aspect that really changed the way that gameplay went. And I think that I think that's just really cool. Yeah, I think it was it was nice too especially for children because it it was so creative. And so much more creative than I feel like a lot of the activities that kids do now are. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is surprising because with the technology and with how advanced we are, I feel like that shouldn't be that way, but it totally is. Well, 
Okay, so, like, to be fair, the games that they have now, like, Minecraft and stuff, mm-hmm. you can still build. I honestly don't really understand I've Minecraft. I've seen insane worlds on Minecraft. Sorry if you guys hear, like, a heavy sighing and walking around. It's my dog. Miss Mia just got home, <laughs> so. But, so they do have those kinds of games where you can do that same thing, but... I don't know. I feel like the attention span of children is way shorter now. Yeah. So they don't have the time to sit around and, like, live out a whole Sims life or whatever right. anymore. They want to play, like, something short and something that they can do now. And right. they can turn it off whenever. I and, feel that. And they also... There's this game called Roblox, which, again, I don't know anything about this game. What I do know is that you can create your own mini-games in the game. So I think that kids are getting more into, like, coding and stuff now weird yeah that's i mean that's cool though i mean i don't know i just think that's fascinating that children are like that's more back-end stuff right so they're like developed they're making the games and we, yeah. we just played them right although i don't know sims mod sounds pretty yeah they're pretty, pretty cool. advanced <laughs> there i'll show there's a couple that i can show you later there's like one that's called like slice of life where your sim can get acne and like <laughs> have a period oh my and god it brings in like prom and stuff like that what that's so cool it adds in like other events in the game other random events you can get like prank calls and oh my god i'm i'm obsessed that's so cool how did i never know about that i, I didn't know about it until i started watching people play the game on youtube i have never heard of that in my whole life yeah it's pretty cool they have that's the thing the the players of the games are doing the same thing like they are with the new games. They're going in from the back end and creating all these new mods and all of these new content that you can add into your game. That's so cool. I could never create any oh, of no. I have. I don't even know where you would start to do that. Which tycoon game did you play the most? Uh, probably Zoo Tycoon. Okay, I think mine. My favorite one was Mall Tycoon. Oh wait, yeah, we Malt played that a lot together. Multicon slapped, and I think now I'm good. I have a whole list of things that I need to do now. I need to look up mods. I need to um, look up mystery in Salem. I need to. I want to watch someone play Multicon. And I remember the most vivid thing I remember about Multicon is the word atrium. Yeah, because you could put an atrium in your mall, and I was like, "What's that?" I feel like you couldn't... Could you see the mall when you were building it? Like, could you place stores somewhere? Or could you just pick the stores that were in your mall? I have no idea. I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember really how that game played, but I knew that there were, like, people on skateboards or something. And it was a whole business venture, too. Like, you were... You'd play, and you'd play for a day, and you'd see how much money you made, and then change things based on that. It was like that game Lemonade Stand. Oh. Did you ever play that? I played that in a business class. Oh. In middle school. I think so. You could you had to change like the amount of sugar and the amount of lemons. Yeah. You had to make like the perfect formula. Yeah, they also had one that was called hot dog stand. <laughs> which was the exact same idea. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love those games actually. I found them online. I you think they had that? lemonade stand on coolmathgames.com. <laughs> coolmathgames.com. Yep. I think Games at school that we played, I don't remember playing any games like as part of curriculum, but I do remember that in the computer lab in high school, we would play Halo. What? They they had Halo on, and it wasn't for school. Like, we would play when we, um, when like the teacher wasn't looking or whatever. How did you get the, it was just on the computer? I have no idea. I don't remember. Was it, it was, online? No, it wasn't online. It was a game. Well, yes, it was online, because, but it wasn't like we went to a website to get it. 
What? It, it was, was just installed, on the, but we were all playing with each other because we were on the same network. Yeah, I just don't understand why, like, why did that pass into the school? No idea. How did it get there? No idea. Why didn't anybody turn it off? No idea. <laughs> but it was really fun. I remember I only played games. We didn't play games on the computers anymore when I got into high school, but, like, we also didn't really have a computer lab. They rebuilt the whole school. Well, I guess we did have computer labs, but, like... It wasn't the same. Isn't we never... that weird to think that we went through full eight-hour days of school without using a computer? Yeah, we hand-wrote everything. <laughs> That's you weren't allowed I... to bring a computer. You weren't even allowed to use your phone. Like... That's why I hated computers so much and doing things on them. Like, I really prefer pen and paper. Yeah. I remember I... things a lot better if I use pen and paper. Oh, me too. When I'm doing my, like, real estate modules, I have to write notes. Otherwise, like, if I just read it once and I won't remember it, or if I type it, and then take the things I won't remember it. Yeah. Yep. I had the same problem. We had one professor that the only way that you... Actually, I don't really remember what the premise of the class was. I think... Oh, you could... If you had your notes, you could use them on the test. But he never uploaded anything. Like, if you didn't take diligent notes in class, then you couldn't... You wouldn't have anything substantial to use on your test. And his tests were hard. I think almost everyone that took that class got a C. Oh, there wasn't like a textbook you just had to take? No, you, he just talked. You would listen to him talk. Wow. And that's why I couldn't, I couldn't handwrite anything because I couldn't keep up with him. Right. So I was just like frantically typing, frantically typing. And you couldn't record him. He wouldn't record himself. Oh, like this was in college. Yeah, this was a professor that Dang. I had. And... So yeah, he said if you had your notes, you could use them on the test, but that's when I had to start like typing them. That's the first time that I ever wanted to type my notes. I honestly don't know how we got that off track, but I think <laughs> we covered everything that we wanted to talk about with video games today. Yeah. If there are any games that you guys played growing up that like you literally played all the time or you remember very vividly but can't remember what it was, give us a description. We'll try to figure it out for you. And actually on that topic, I'm going to give a description for a game that I played as a kid and I have not been... Hopefully this will reach a wide range of people at some point and somebody can tell me what the stupid game was. Uh But there was... It was like a pack of a lot of discs. I feel like it was Oxford something and they were like educational games. There was an owl and all I remember... The only two things that I remember in this game were they had a video of De Colores. Yes. And they had um, Down by the Bay. Yep. But I, I don't exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember anything else from that game. Yep. Or what it was I'm or the same. anything like that. But if, if you know what that game was, please tell me because I can't find it anywhere and it has been driving me crazy for years. On that note, I think we're definitely going to have to do a part two to this episode because just in the time that we've been sitting here talking about these, I have thought of several other games that... Oh yeah, we have to talk about the whole Humongous Game franchise. Yes. Which was like Freddy Fish and Putt-Putt and... um, Fatty Bear. Fatty Bear and Pajama Sam, which actually (laughs) they have Pajama Sam and Putt-Putt and Freddy Fish that you can buy as apps on your phone. Nice. And I bought all... I've played all of the Pajama Sam ones like this summer my other favorite was a um the magic school bus game where you went to outer space i never played that i don't think oh man that was a really good one we'll talk about that one next time so yeah any ones that you guys played and want to hear about maybe we played the same ones just anything that you guys experienced as kids we want to hear about it yes please send us an email our email is in the beginning of this podcast but we can re-say it now it is hello at 90sgirlpodcast.com yep or you could dm us on instagram or leave a comment i think we're gonna get a facebook up soon 
maybe we can start like a Facebook group at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we want to build a community with you guys and we want to hear what you guys played or went through as children too. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week with another super nostalgic episode. If you guys want to contribute to what we talk about, we will put polls up on our Instagram to get your opinion on what we should record. So pop over to Instagram. You can find us at 90sgirlpodcast.com and that's 90. Wait, the, no. Oh. <laughs> it's at 90sgirlpodcast. <laughs> At 90s Girl Podcast 90, and let us know what you want to hear about. Thank you guys for listening. She already said that, but thanks again. We really appreciate you guys giving us a little bit of your time. We love recording these episodes so far. It's been so much fun. And if you have a minute, please go rate and review us on the iTunes store because the higher we go, the more people will hear about it and listen, and we can just really build that community. So, also, we want to know your honest opinion. So. Yes. If we're trash, let us know. Or like, Okay, do, but like, leave a five-star review, but then tell <sighs> us in the description that we were trash. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening, and we will see y'all later. Bye. Bye.